Good morning. Glad to see everybody out this morning. Get rid of my key out of my pocket. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start our worship service this morning. Um, let's all bow and we'll have a prayer and get started. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our blessings, God. Thank you for um, just waking up this morning, Father, and being just blessed with the sunshine, uh, Father, with the coolness in the air. Uh, God, after we've had such a hot few days and humid, uh, God, it's just nice to have a breeze and uh, just to see uh, how you're working, Father. Um, God, we know the changing of seasons is upon us, uh, Father, when um, when we just get to see your, uh, your awesome uh, artwork on display again, Father, as you as you change the trees, Father, and you change the the land, uh, God, and we just um, we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful for your power, and how you display that, uh, Father. We're thankful for the power that you display in our lives, uh, Father. The healing that you've provided, uh, God, is just um, awesome, uh, Father. It's so good to see uh, people that we have prayed for, uh, Father, restored to us, uh, Father. Those who have um, who have been either sick or in the hospital or uh, hurt, Father, and, and to see them restored is a is a great thing and just such a such a testament to you, Father, and your uh, your faithfulness and your power, Father, and your mercy and your love for us, uh, Father. We continue to pray for all those who are still battling, Father. Uh, we pray that you would uh, continue to give them strength, uh, Father, give them hope and peace. Uh, be with their families and give them uh, just an extra measure of faith, Father, that they can continue to look to you, uh, God, to know that you are there, Father, and if it's not your will that they're healed, I pray for comfort, uh, I pray for, uh, again, strength and faith, uh, God, to know that, uh, that you're in control, uh, Father, and that your will is always good. Uh, Father, I just pray that um, you would be with our time this morning, pray for our service, pray for the men who will serve um, up here this morning, pray for Jamie, uh, pray for his uh, message that you've given to him, uh, Father, that he'll speak it with boldness, uh, God, that he'll remember the things that you have given to him, uh, Father, but uh, most of all, that he'll um, just allow you to speak through him, uh, Father, we know that, um, that your words are always good, that they're right, uh, Father, and that they're exactly what we need, uh, so Father, just pray that, um, that this morning uh, that you would bless him. Uh, Father, I just pray that you would bless uh, every person that's here this morning, bless their hearts, uh, help us to lift our voices to you and worship. Uh, Father, lift our hearts to you in prayer and in, in our time of communion. Uh, God, that we would just remember your son. Uh, we remember the sacrifice of his life for ours. Uh, Father, that continually washes us with gr uh, grace and mercy. Uh, Father, that we would remember your great love for us. I uh, just pray that you would go with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. For He is our God. And 
this next couple of songs. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, my tower.
The scripture that reading this morning is Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Bow your heart to me. Dearly Father, we came this morning, and we just praise you. You're there, and you're protecting us, and you're watching over us, Lord. All the healing and blessings you heap upon us daily. Let's be a congregation that doesn't just come to you when we need something, Lord. We're there every day talking to you, getting your advice, letting you strengthen us up, building us back up, Lord. When we fall down, you pick us back up and dust us back off. Be Lord, be with uh, all the marriages that are representing this congregation, Lord. They need your help. They need your strength. They need your encouragement, Lord. And be with the little ones so we raise them up right in your sight, Lord, and, and uh, we don't keep them away from you, Lord. Be with us all and bless us, Lord, to get through this service and watch everyone take care of us. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen.
as human beings living on this world, we all have things that we look ahead to and anticipate their coming and count the days down to what happens, like a birthday or a Christmas or a wedding or an anniversary, so many things to look forward to in life. I'm probably the only person in the room that knows that, that June the 13th, 1965 was a Sunday because I'd been anticipating turning 16 years old and getting my driver's license for a long time and I had to wait one more day for the <laughs> department of, to, down there to open up so I could accomplish that. But I still remember that. It was a, tra a trauma time in my life, I guess. <laughs> But one of the best examples that I can recall of anticipation is growing up on the farm, Dad had the, the set rule that the cows could not be turned out on pasture until the first day of May. His theory was to let the grass get a head start and the pastures would last a lot longer for the cattle. And I suppose that was true. But as you took care of those cows through the waning days of April, uh, although they had good hay, good feed, water, everything they needed, all they could see was that green grass getting greener and taller on the other side of the fence. And as you fed them, it was kind of comical. If you took too many steps toward that gate, they were all over you, prushing and shoving like a bunch of girls at a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> wanting through that gate. But we held on until May the 1st, and. When that day came and you'd get down there and open that gate, you'd never seen such a sight. Even the oldest cows in the herd were jumping around like a bunch of young heifers up over the hill and all around and through the pasture, looking over every square foot for that best blade of grass. And finally, they'd settle down and eat their fill. But uh, you know, when we, when we think about our future as Christians, and uh, we look at the, what Jesus taught about, uh, about this communion service that we're about to partake of. In Matthew, the six, 26th chapter, verse 29, he said, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus himself was looking forward to this afterlife when he could be together with his people in his Father's kingdom. And in Philippians, you see the same idea from the Apostle Paul. He told the Philippian people that he had this great desire to depart and be with Christ, although he knew it was better to stay and continue the work that he had to do there with those people. And you stop and you think about us as Christian people, a lot of times we view death and the judgment as something to be feared and dreaded and uh, something negative and bad. But really, it's not. If you belong to Christ, you're going to pass that judgment day with flying collars. None of us in here has the ability to be good enough to earn heaven on our own. But we're smart enough to believe in Jesus Christ and to accept him as our Savior, to be baptized into his blood. And our future home is going to be with God, with Christ, in heaven. And you, you look at what the Bible teaches about heaven. I mean, it talks about a new, hev uh, new heavens and a new earth. Jesus, he's going to go ahead and prepare a place for his people. He grew up as a carpenter. That's going to be a pretty good place, I would say. 
So let's stop dreading death. Let's stop dreading the judgment. Let's start celebrating as those cows did when they ran up over that hill in green grass. That was pure bovine joy. <laughs> let's bow now as we go to God our Father. Almighty God, we're so thankful that you provided Jesus for us. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, we know what our future is, and we can celebrate with you someday in that wonderful place. Be with us now and help us to pass on the good word as we live our lives in, on this earth. We thank you now for this bread that we're about to partake of, and as we do, we're going to remember the battered body of your son and the great sacrifice that he provided for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's bow together. Almighty God, we thank you for this fruit of the vine representing your son's precious blood that because we accept him as our savior, put on his blood in baptism, we know that our future home will be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.
if you guys would stand with me for this song. We'll sing this, and then we'll have a couple minutes to move around, shake a hand, all that good stuff that we do. Back together with a song after that. These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert crying,
song to dismiss the younger kids to um, their Bible time, so I think it's Sharon that's teaching. So if you're in Sharon's class, we're going to use this to dismiss you. The older kids can stay out. Jamie's going to be doing kind of a back-to-school lesson, so. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. And extol him with music and songs. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountains belong to him, the sea is his he made it, and his hands form the dry land, and his hands form the dry land. Well, good morning. It's good to see you all. Um, Fellowship five, that's fun, Zach. Good job with all that. Let's pray together and we'll move on through the service today. Father, thanks so much for the blessings you shower on us every day. God, we're thankful to be part of this, uh, this family, this 
time here together, Sunshine Church of Christ, August 27th, 2023. Uh, God, it's good to be yours. It's good to know you like we know you. And God, I pray that today you would help us to know you better. I thank you for those who are here today. And Father, just a casual look around the room, man, we love these people. We know you love us, and thank you for all who are here. Build our relationship deeper in you, but God, I pray for sure that today that you do something in each one of us. Uh, God, this time's too important. Uh, these moments are too great. Um, we have made an effort to be here. Help us to allow our hearts to stay open so that you can do something in them. Uh, God, life is awesome, but it's awesomer because of you. It's the awesomest when you move in and bless and love us. So do something in all of us, every one of us today. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, good morning again. Um, Phineas and Ferb, 104 days of summer vacation. School comes along just to end it, right? Well, here we are. It's ended, and we've already started back. And as everybody's going back into school, I'm at Shawnee campus hearing students coming and going, this is the worst semester ever. How could I have 20 classes all at the same time every day? High school kids are already exhausted. Sports are wearing them out. Teachers are like, I, this class is crazy. I never had such a homeroom in all my life, you know. Homeschool parents are going, why did I decide to do this? I didn't even like my kids in the first place. I'm kidding. You love your kids. I don't know. I didn't mean it like that, okay? That's not true. But, but, but the deal is that we're, 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 we're into this thing what are we going to do about it, right? So, so the power of this moment, okay, the power of the moment of education, what a gift and what a blessing that you can have poured into you from someone else, that you can have your heart and your mind open, and, and you only have to experience for a moment what it looks like without education to know how gifted we are and how blessed we are to have education, and you just have to go to Honduras with us sometime, go to a third world or developing country and catch a breath for the, just the first moment. And you're like, no, 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 this is not right. It should not be like this. No way it is like this. Education is amazing. It's important to teach you to, to be open, to hear, to see, to be able to think critically and, and just interpret life, right? Besides just having a boxed in, closed in perspective. But, but, but who's doing that pouring is very important, and that's what we want to talk about today. And so to you, Sunshine, to all of you educators, from, from school teachers to homeschoolers to, and I hope I'm saying that well, I don't know how to say school teachers, educators, those who raise their children and teach them right in their home, to students, all of you students who are doing such a wonderful thing, living out your life in the public arena, or whatever arena. It's a powerful moment for all of us. It's a powerful moment for society that you show up and you show up well. The importance of living out our faith in everyday life is huge. Someone said it like this. I think it's Toby Mack or Kevin Max or one of the guys from DC Talk. They were quoting someone else and I don't know who the someone else is so I give them credit. Everything done for self will pass. Only things done for Christ will last. So, so, so catch a breath here for just a moment and think, what is my goal this week? 
What is my goal this month? What is my goal this year? What's my goal today? And you can bank on this one. Whatever I do for me is going to be gone in a blink and no one's going to care. Actually, they may care less about you depending on how you get yours. But the things done for Christ, the living out this thing in him will go on into giving life to others. Jesus said it becomes a, a spring of life, right? A spring of living water right on into your eternity, but it will impact the eternities of so many people. One day when this is settled and everything's, you know, what it is, and we're eternally living out what Don Carell said in, in the best sermon you've heard or will hear this year for sure, and if I'm still up here, probably the next year and the next year and the next year, um, the anticipation and the hope of what that will be, the power of it all, man, that's the stuff we're banking on. Everything done for self will pass. Only things done for Christ will last. That's a big deal. So into education, okay? So every one of us has an education story, right? I grew up in Jackson, Ohio, public schools. I did pretty well. I didn't get in much trouble until I was in high school, and I enjoyed playing baseball. I was, loved the sport and everything else. And one day, we, uh, we were told by a coach, we're going to have a meeting at this time. You need to talk to your, your teachers. They all know you're getting out. And I had this really, really good teacher that during that session, I knew it wouldn't be a problem at all. And then I forgot. Imagine that. I totally forgot about the meeting. I guess it's just like this class. I was so interested, invested in the learning experience that I totally forgot about the baseball meeting. And so when the first student came in, the baseball, one of the ta- baseball team members walks back into class, like this panic hit. You know, I'm like... <gasps> Oh, shoot, and I just got up and left. I mean, I just walked right out of class. Well, you might get by with that today. I don't know. I know, I know the education experience is kind of different. You're not getting by with that when I'm in school. I mean, I walked out, went to the meeting. Coach was like, where you been? I'm like, I've been, you know, I forgot. I was in class. Of course you forgot. And, uh, and so then, you know, he's like, well, da-da-da-da-da, you know what it's about. Get back to class. I go back to class, and when I walk in, teacher's just teaching away what he was doing already. And then he walked over while he was teaching, put a little piece of paper on my desk and kept right on teaching. And the little piece of paper said, detention, you know, da-da-da-da-da, this time will be served at such and such time. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this? This is like three hours. It wasn't like little. And, and uh, afterwards, I'm like, hey, Mr. Yeah, what's, what's up with this? He's like, Jamie, you, I, I love that you're a baseball player, but you're not bigger than my class and you're not bigger than me. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, but the time, he said, you walked right out in the middle of class. You don't walk out in the middle. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. I didn't experience, I never experienced that. I was blessed to be in good relationship with people. He wasn't even mad. That was the weirdest thing. He just gave me detention, and I had it, and I had to serve it. And it was miserable. It was like breakfast club, pretty much, only more boring, not exciting. There was no girls in there, nothing like that. It's just a bunch of smelly boys. Anyway. Anyway, my experience was, you know, like yours, like most of you, except for you who are going to school today. Life is different. Uh, we're, we're online. We're doing so, th- so many things in such a different way. There's influences. Time, our, time is so much different than it was just a decade ago. And how we perceive, how we study, how the classes are taken care of, discipline, and all those kinds of things. You know, i wasn't that long ago. You just got, you know, you got in trouble. She was just getting busted, and it's over. I mean, it was almost a game. And it was to some of you, man. How many paddlings can I get this year? I am not that guy. But that was the way it was. It's different now. And so in that vein, we need to talk about something. 
What we need to talk about is the power of your influence in the daily arena of school. We're going to talk about teachers for a moment. We're going to talk about students for a moment. And then we're going to talk about our, those of you who are blessed to homeschool. And we're just going to encourage a little bit. And then we're going to be finished with this. All right. So back to school 2023. Here we go. So the gift of a Christian te- or the gift of Christian teachers in public school, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? This is Matthew 5, 13 through 16. It can no longer be good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. It doesn't happen like that, right? You can't, you know these passages, and it's the call on everyone. So, so if you're not a teacher today, if you're not a student today, if you're, if you're not the, those who are, who are investing in the homeschooling process, this is really big for you because this is life lived out in the everyday. That's basically what we're talking about. So it calls them the light of the world. It calls a city on a hill. People don't put a lamp or don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before others means when he says, so they see your father, they may glorify, see your good deeds and glorify your father. Not doing for self, doing for him. These are the things that will last. These are the things that are going to matter eternally. The prayer, if anything's right in me today, God, let it be you. Let others see you in me. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. We know those things. So here's the listing, okay? The blessing of a, of, a, of a Christian teacher, you ladies who are, who were Christian teachers, the power of your positive role model, your modeling life. Yes, Jesus for sure. Jesus for sure, but just modeling life, a different take, another look. Man, life is so different and parents struggle so much. Some, te- some students go to school just to get fed in a balanced way. Isn't that crazy? They go to school to get out of a dangerous situation. And we think, oh, that is a dangerous situation. No, no, no. A lot of kids come to school or some kids come to school just to get out of a dangerous, unhealthy situation and to get balanced meals. Isn't that, I mean, it's hard to think about, but it's true. And so you show up at school as a teacher, as, a, as, a, as someone who is an educator in the arena of uh, you know, the public arena, and you are a child of God, the spirit of, you shows, the spirit of God shows up in you, and what a role model you are. Just living your life. You're not caught up in the junk. You don't get washed out in the stuff. The gossip's not on you. The negative's not on you. You're not like, I just, just want to be done with this. You're thankful to have a job. Thankful to have opportunity to share and to encourage and bless. And that's you. And I watch you. I see you, and I know this about you. And, the, and, and our society is better, as some say, Teachers are the first wave of God's uh, influence in the world today. Teachers, um, parents, of course, teachers, uh, healthcare professionals. We see and we know you're, you're, you're doing something, something wonderful. Share a healthy perspective. You know, it's so easy to see from my broken place life so jaded and weird but when you come into it as an educator, man, and you see things just a little different than me, it opens my mind and opens my world a little bit. And educators had such a positive impact in my life because of those things. It was always so interesting to listen 
and to wrestle with. How do they see it like that? I don't see. I wish I could be like that. I wish I was positive. I wish I was hopeful. I wish I was. Well, it's, it's, it's not just being positive. You just see things differently and in a wonderful way. And, you, and, you, and you're good for the world because of that. And you teach these kinds of things that matter in such a way that they align with God's will. The ethic that you teach, the way that you encourage. And I know we don't get to get up anymore. And I've heard it so much. Well, you can't talk about God anymore. No, you can live for him. And the way that you talk and the way that you say things and, and just don't cave into and help see a different perspective. You're teaching an ethic that aligns so much with God's will. And you can do that. You can do that. It's, it's, the, it's the same as so many things that we do. I was, I was wrestling with um, what I was going to share with, and I mentioned this Wednesday night, for our first intermission, you know, our big, uh, big get-together on, 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 on Tuesday night. We had a massive response to that. But when I got up to speak, where, where there was a moment where, you know, we're going to share a, a Devo. A few years ago, it would just be natural to say, you know, hey, God, you know, he's good. He's awesome. You show up this semester. We're going to just let him do his thing, do his will, read some scripture and mean it to every soul. But today or Tuesday, when I get to get to share the message. There, there are those among us, thankfully so, who don't believe like that. They don't think like that. And so the story is more challenging. It's very good that it's challenging because it keeps me from being lazy. It keeps me from just getting in the rut of that, yes, God is good, and yes, God takes care of everything. I have to think. I have to grow. And, and you educators, we watch you adapt because we watch society continue to at least be as healthy as it is, and our children still getting raised in a healthy way. And you public school teachers are amazing because you teach things in a difficult space to align with God's will without talking about it, which is easy. You have to be investing in them, and that's powerful. Um, you bring comfort to the struggling students, and isn't that true? I mean, I imagine looking out over this room at all of our adults, a teacher comforted you somewhere along the line. Most every student in this room, a teacher invested in you in a broken time, a wounded time, an embarrassing time, a friend was a bully, you had an identity crisis, you're struggling whatsoever, and the teacher's like, no, 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 you're a good kid. There's, there's so much hope for you. They're, they're, they just say that because they're wounded as well. But you need to remember you're made for good things. You are very talented. You are amazing. And I know these things sound so cliche when we're up here talking about these things. But you know the truth of a truth being spoken to your soul. You don't have to, you know, yeah, you can't get out your Bible and, and throw around scripture, but you can talk all about scripture in a creative way and speak right to the hearts of all those kids. That's powerful, man. And what you do is amazing. And teachers, man, the good ones, the Christian teachers in public schools, make sure that all kids are seen. Isn't it a, isn't it a dark place when you're not seen? Doesn't it hurt when, when you're not seen, when someone does not see you? I care about you. I don't feel like you're seeing me. I, I, I'm trying. I don't know who I am right now, and I feel like nobody sees me. Isn't that a wounded place to be? And a, and a, and a Christian teacher in a public school is for sure God's eyes in that arena. And kids that come to school broken and lost and hurt are seen maybe for the first time in their lives. Your job is so much bigger than just going to get a check. Your job is so much bigger than just showing up and regurgitating curriculum. Man, you are a powerful force of God 
in this broken world. Amen, amen, amen. Christian teachers, man, we applaud you. Hey, let's give it up for our Christian teachers. Come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. You are amazing, and we give you honor for that today. The students, we're going to make a move here. We're going to talk about our the gift of Christian students in public schools, and we're just plowing right along here. You get a track right along with me, okay? We'll have fact-checked later. You can tell me where I mess up here, okay? So scripture we're going with here, this is a wonderful text, and for you students, hang in here because this is where we're going. Um, on one occasion, an expert in the law, this is Luke 10, stood up to test Jesus. He asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Students, teachers, everyday life people leaning in here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus, Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, and so he asked Jesus, like, we would say, but, but who's my neighbor? And, and, and then we wax philosophically, right? Oh, my neighbor might be. And that one day when you helped, and you just move right along and never do anything about it. And Jesus begins to tell this story about a man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he falls into a a band of these robbers, and they beat him up, and they take all his stuff and leave him for dead. A priest comes by, he doesn't help him. A a Levite comes by, doesn't help him. Then a Samaritan comes by, sees the man, moved with compassion, goes over, bandages bandages his wounds, put ointment on him, you know, takes him to an inn, actually takes him to an inn on his donkey, spends the night taking care of him, gets up the next morning, and he says... I'm going to leave him here. He's still healing up. Here's some money for last night. Here's some money for what's going to come. I don't know how long he's going to be here, but you know me. I come through here all the time, get a little, you know, Mountain Dew and a Hershey bar, Reese cup, you know, whatever, when I come, or coffee, whatever. When I come back through, you know I'm good for it. Put it on my tab. I'll do it. And then Jesus asks this question, right? And Jesus asks this question could you click that slide please Jamie to the crow's nest sorry I'm having difficulty here so 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 he asked the man which of these men had compassion on him or which men had which one of the men was a neighbor right and he said the one who had compassion on him And Jesus tells him, yes, so go and do likewise. Here it is. Which of these three men was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And here's the story, okay? Um, I have several more slides, by the way, Jacob. Thank you. So here's the story. If you're going to live in the public arena, and you do, if you're going to work in the public arena, and you do, if you're going to go to the public school, and many of you do, man, there's folks who have been attacked and brutalized. They've been, it's been difficult at home. It's difficult in community. It's difficult in school. Life is tough for so many people. It's, it's really difficult. 
And, and, and the priest is going to come by and keep on moving because he doesn't have time. Levi's going to come by and keep on moving. because. But you, the popular kid, you the kid who nobody sees, you the kid who's trying to get somewhere, you the kid who's the athlete, you the kid who's the mathlete, you the kid who's ever. Jesus looks at you and says, are you going to be a neighbor to these guys? Are you going to love them like you love yourself? Because that's the call from Jesus. That's how you know you have developed him in yourself, how he is growing into you. And so here are some things that we're going to look at that we'll, we can put just kind of some, some, uh, some real points to how you would live this thing out. And the first one is to be a true Jesus kind of neighbor. I mean, this, the Good Samaritan, what did he do, man? He took right from himself. He picks up this guy, takes him to, to a hotel room or to an inn, and he takes care of him to his, at his own cost, at his own reputation, at his own everything. I might lose some face here. I might lose some credibility here. I don't know, but I know this is right to do. You can't move in, in places like this and not honor Jesus if you're his child. If you're, if you're a child of God's, you made a deal, my life for yours. This is what I really and so this is what our, our wonderful Christian students do. And I've watched you, and I see it on the college campus as well. A true friend, a true Jesus kind of friend, living this thing out for real. Next, please. A humble servant student. Uh, these are so weird. I don't know why I say stuff, but it's real. A, hu- a humble servant student. That this is not all about me. Everything done for self is going to be gone. Everything done for Jesus will last. And it didn't start this year if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, college student, whatever. This started when you were born. You are born into this story. You were born for this story. I know that there's a story, there's a narrative playing out in your high school, junior high, middle school, whatever. I know there's a narrative in your college story, who you fit with and what you think you're doing. But you are not living out what you think you're living out. You were not born for you. You're born for him. You're born to bring honor to him so that others could have hope in you and have, others have hope in him because of you. So humble servant student, this is not about you. It's about him and it's about those, the other students there that you can serve them. Keep moving. Thank you, Jacob. Next. Oh, yeah, sorry. Student with a true sense of self. This is the one. These are the students that kind of blow my mind and always have. A student who knows who they are that I'm not getting washed out by what's going on here, but I'm going to enjoy my peers and my friends. I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to play volleyball. I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to play football. I'm going to play whatever. And I'm going to fit well, but I'm not going to fall into the traps that everybody else is falling into. I'm going to serve. I'm going to love. I'm going to go crew to crew, group to group. I'm going to, I'm going to transcend all of this in Jesus and truly be someone who honors Jesus. I see you. Some of you are so good at this. It's such a powerful thing to have a true sense of self, kind to everyone. Keep me moving, man. Kind to everyone. It's a fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's a fruit of the very Spirit of God that He breathes out kindness. It's different than nice. It's a soul kind of nice. It's so much deeper, but you're kind to everyone. Next. And a friend to the unseen. Remember the teachers see those. They see everyone, but sometimes a teacher's not enough. Often a teacher is not enough. I love being a part of intermission. I love being someone who, who uh, works with that. But often you'll hear me say to Jacob Bow to some of the other students, hey, they expect, this is expected of me. That's what a church is 
called to be. Because some things are just expected. You look at an elder, you look at a minister, you look at deacons, you think they're supposed to show up. And so when they, when they do show up, everyone's like, yeah, but that's supposed to happen. The extra is when we all show up, right? The beauty is when we all show up. That's when everybody starts feeling seen and loved and blessed. And so students, when you start seeing those who are not seen, that's a beautiful, powerful moment for every student, right? So we got that, right? We hear that. You students, we applaud you. You're awesome. Come on. Let's give it up. I just put this clap. I just started this clap because I didn't want you to fall asleep. I'm <laughs> Next. Back to school. So the blessings of homeschooling, all right? Someone else could preach this. I was a, I'll just be honest with you. I, I, I was a public school kid. My wife's a school teacher, and my daughter went to public schools. I never was involved in homeschooling. And so to speak on this, I had to ask a few questions of people, had to share some things, had to read some stuff. And I'm not going to give you nearly the credit you deserve, but the scripture here I want to share with is start off a child in the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Just stay right there just a moment. So the power, okay, of, of those who go the extra, those who, uh, of you who would, who would say, I'm going to keep my kid here and I'm going to teach my child. It's such a powerful investment and sacrifice. And we see that, okay? It's, 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 it's amazing to make those decisions. And then to do the work and invest the life and the finances and everything else that would take to keep balance and everything else. And man, I love our kids, and I love what you all are doing. So if you would click, Jacob, and we'll keep moving here. So the power of you, man, and, and you see this in kids' life. Time together, more time together with adults. Um, I know a, a girl who one time said to her dad um, about the public school system, they get me more longer than you get me every day. I won't mention any names, but it's like when, when, when she's little, she's like making this comment, you know, they get me for longer than you get me. Why do we got to go to school all the time? Well, that's the power of homeschool is that you have incredible time together uh, i know that, that, that there's uh there's just good and bad you know get out of my face for a while go outside and play power powerful time together because so many don't have any time together i mean the time is is less and less every year as social media ramps up sporting events ramp up extracurricular activities it's so easy to not spend any time with your children the next one please a healthy influence, because you don't know, right? I mean, there's the power of, 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 of the homeschooling. Is you're not really sure who is really saying what, doing what with your kids, the, the, from, the, from the educators to the students. And so a powerful opportunity for what you're doing or what you are sharing. One is good time together, great time together. And you, and you get to influence your kid, for good or bad. <laughs> you're the influence. And that's powerful, right? And the environment, man, can be so good, such a positive environment. It's not battling. You're not struggling. There's a, there's a positive investment, a positive, positive environment for a child to grow up in and flourish. And the last one is religious and moral training. You know exactly what's being shared with your child and how it's being shared. And we honor you for that, homeschool parents. We love you, and we appreciate what you're doing every day the investment that you give. Here's what I want to share with you, though, okay? You live in the United States of America, and it is amazing 
that you get to do whatever. If you're a public, in the public arena, if you're a public school teacher, we love you and we see what you're doing. If you're a public school student, we see you. If you're a homeschooling family, we see you and we support you. And here's our commitment is that we're going to pray for you, pray for each other. We're going to share and serve and love one another. And we're going to go through this year together, right? One of my favorite things I got to share when we were doing these, um, these um, back-to-school sermons, um, know whose you are, and who you are, and we got your back. You know whose you are, your God's. You know who you are. You are a child of his. You are an individual made by him, but, but we got your back. You're in a community that loves you, and we will battle for you in prayer and any other way we can. In Proverbs 16, 3, as we finish up, commit to the Lord whatever you do. He will make your plans work. He'll succeed. He'll establish them. He sees you more than we see you. He knows you more than we know you. If you're here today and you would like encouragement in any way, affirmed in any way, anything that you need, if you come forward, one of our elders will meet you here. If you want to pray, they'll pray with you. If you want to call them later, you can call them later. If you are not, have not given your life to Jesus, they would, they would love to be part of that story. We we tell these stories like today because of who Jesus is. We, we, we share these stories publicly from public school teachers to public school students to homeschool students. We share these things because we're reminded of John the Baptist, the voice of one calling out in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And he reminds everyone to repent and believe this good news, right? And so you are if you will, the John the Baptist to this generation. You are the ones who are preparing this story. But if you're here today and you've not given your life to that story, if you've not given your life to that hope, this is a great time to do it. One of our elders would come forward and, and immerse you into Jesus. You could today change your whole life and your whole destiny. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing? Turn my heart
morning. Good to see everyone here this morning. It's been an interesting morning. You, you know, it's funny the things you find out about your hunting buddies at church. I, I had no idea Donna even knew who Taylor Swift is. So I'm very surprised. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jamie, for your lesson this morning, and Zach, thank you for leading us in worship. Uh, hopefully you received a bulletin this morning. There is a, a lot of stuff in there, and I was handed a, a bunch of information, so if I forget something, just raise your hand and get my attention. Uh, first of all, we'd like to extend our sympathy to the family of Norm McGinnis. A lot of you all remember Norm. Norm passed away this past week, so uh, if you would, please keep uh, his family in your prayers. And also, uh, Irma Lee and Pam's sister, uh, Ruby Jean, passed away this week. Uh, she was lived in California, and I guess she'd been battling cancer for quite some time. So if you would, uh, keep those folks in your prayers as well, uh, that God would comfort them through this, this time of loss. So. And on our, our prayer request, uh, Friday we had a call mall went out uh, for Anita Gammon. She had a stroke. She's in SOMC now. She's still there having, having some some uh, issues there, so please keep Anita Gammon in your in your prayers as well. And uh, is there any other updates on our prayer list? I didn't I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, next week will be our class advancement uh, next Sunday, and there will probably be some adjustments to those classes because of the the group of kids coming through, the larger group and smaller group. So there'll be some adjustments in those classes, but that's all going to take place next week. So, just to keep you keep you updated on that, uh, the teens is having a, a bonfire out behind Wayne Armley's house uh, this evening. So plan for that, and uh, hope you'll have a good time there. Uh, our home groups will be starting up in October, October eighth through 29th. The uh, sign-up sheets back are back there for the uh, for the homes. We need some people to volunteer their homes for that and. As soon as we can get that, the sooner we can get those laid out so we can get folks signed up. So if you're willing to open up your home, uh, we definitely appreciate that, and please uh, sign up back there. Our Noble uh, Farms, our Friends and Family Day, is September 10th. Is that two? That's two weeks? That's two weeks. So uh, mark your calendars for that, and then their speakers this year is going to be Barry uh, Bovier. He's going to be speaking with us this week, or this, this year, so... Uh, mark your calendar for that, and information is in there. And invite your friends and family. There's uh, cards back there that you can, you can pass out to folks and invite them as well. Uh, the Round Lake Men's Retreat is September 22nd and 23rd. Is that right? Oh, yeah, September 22nd and 23rd. So if you're interested in that, uh, it's in the bulletin as well, information there. Uh, and... We'll hold this up one more time. This is our church directory information that's back there. If you haven't filled one of these out, don't just assume that we'll take the information we have for our column all. This has got a little bit more information on it that we would like to get into that directory. And this, is, I know we said this is the final week, but this is the final week. Garris has been going around trying to uh, catch people who haven't submitted their photos yet. So this is it. This is, a, this is your last final warning. So <laughs> let's get that done so we can finish that up. And I think that's all. Am I forgetting anything that someone might have talked to me about? Midwestern item this, this uh, month is soup, so you can put that back there as well. Uh, we invite everyone back tonight at, at 6 and Wednesday at 7. Anything else?
I feel like I'm leaving something out. But before we dismiss, I'm going to read something, but unlike normally reading the scripture, uh, we've got some exciting news we wanted to pass along to, to the congregation, so I'm just going to read this. It says, we've always considered campus ministry one of the most successful community outreach and longest running ministries that we support at Sunshine. Since its onset in or around 1997, we have prayed for stability and guidance for the program. Part of that had, had to do with the physical location on or near Shawnee State's campus to continue its, its success. That has happened for us. Uh, for almost 20 years, or 20 years ago, in November 2004, we signed a five-year lease for the building that we currently use. Uh, since then, Joan Kaiser and her family have been very gracious to us in renewing a year-to-year -year lease with no charges. Recently, Joan and her family approached us about purchasing the property that we, <coughs> that we have leased all this time. So this week, we began the process of acquiring the building and the property and hope to have that transaction complete by October 1st. So we're looking forward to that, and we would appreciate your prayers. That goes smoothly, and it's an exciting time now that we're going to uh, make that step, something that we've been talking about for a long time. So uh, anything else needs mentioned? All right. Pray that you all have a wonderful afternoon. If you would, stand with me, and we'll have a prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day you bless us with, Lord. We thank you for the rain we've had this week. We thank you for the nice weather today. Uh, the coolness outside, and we just thank you, Lord, for all the ways you watch over us, Lord, all the material blessings and the physical blessings, Lord, that we are uh, truly uh, overwhelmed with all the ways you watch over and bless us, Lord, but most of all, we are thankful for the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ, Lord, that forgives us of sins, the hope of eternal life, Lord, that you would uh, you never leave us nor forsake us, that you walk with us and talk with us, and that we are your children and you are our Father, Lord. I pray that uh, we realize that the spiritual blessings in Christ uh, those are the, the pearl of great price that you talk about, Lord. And pray that we never take that, that for granted, Lord, the, the blessings of a relationship with you through Jesus. Lord, we thank you for letting us be here this morning and worship you. I pray that you, could, uh, you would be with us, help us to uh, always put you first in all that we do. We thank, we're thankful for our teachers and our students, all those folks, Lord, that uh, raise our young people up to know you and to teach and educate, Lord. We just thank, we're thankful for them. All the ones that uh, lead the classes here, we're thankful for them as well. Lord, we ask that you be with those on our prayer list. We pray a special blessing for Anita, that you would bless her. Lord, be with her and the family. Comfort them at this time. Pray that uh, uh, the doctors can see to her needs there, Lord. And we pray for uh, for uh, Armalee and Pam, the loss of their sister. Pray that you would give a, a comfort to them, as well as Norm's family, Lord. Watch over them. Lord, we thank you most of all for Jesus. We thank you for his life, his love, his example, Lord. Thank you for his willingness to uh, buy us back through his blood, Lord. And we pray that we would always, always uh, keep that in our mind, that we've been bought and paid for with the precious blood of your son. Lord, help us to love you more, love each other more. And we pray all this, and we do give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Open all the earth, you